Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Code Untapped Tech Talk. I'm Ez. And I'm Jay. And we're going to be discussing everything coding, tech, and startup related. Hi, so welcome to another Code Untapped Tech podcast. We, we need a better name for these things. Aren't we, we do, Ez. We do, Ez. It's terrible. But, um, but, but this is episode 20 now. Right? Is it 20 or 21? Is it 20? I think it's 20. 20, we've done 20, 20, 20. We've done 20 mm. of these so far. So no, it's been great fun getting these done. But mm. so look, you got me, Ez, and Jay. How's it going? Good, good. Very, very busy. As Just, always. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, for me with Yom at the moment, it's uh, focusing on funding. We right. just opened our funding round. Yeah, yeah. you have, you have. Yeah. How's that going? It's going not too bad, actually. I think we've got 50% uh, commits already. Okay. Yeah. That's so just trying to close out the last bit before the closing date. Yeah. Well, you're doing a, an SEIS round, right? Yeah. So SEIS, what that means is that anybody that's um, a taxpayer essentially can get a tax refund on any on any money that they invest and that's something that well, it's good for me but it's also something that's good for the investor right. and so it's something that uh, i believe startups trying to raise their first raise mm-hmm. and they talk about this thing called friends and family and this is what this is really for right. so it's for people that yep. know you and trust you um they should look to do SEIS funding. Right. It is a bit of a, what I call, there's a lot of paperwork involved yeah, yeah. in terms of setting it up because you need to be, uh, in terms of, it's something that's, it's a fund that you're setting up and it's something that is sort of ratified by HMRC, okay. yeah, because they need to verify that you're in the position to, you know, uh, set up the investment properly mm-hmm. from, a, from, from a tax and legal perspective. Right. Yeah. And that uh, you will, they give you what's called an advance assurance, which okay, means yeah. that your uh, your fund has been seen by HMRC as one that is working. Uh, well, your startup. Yeah, your you, you're a startup. Yeah, essentially, and it's everything. You have all of the paperwork in order, mm-hmm. in order to once you've received the funds, yeah. to ensure that you can actually fill out the required paperwork for the tax refund to, okay. to kick in once the round is closed. Yeah. All right, man. So, so look, I've, yeah. I've obviously, in, in my time at Neighbour, we raised a load of money mm. and working as investor for Impact X, I've obviously been on the other side of the fence mm-hmm. investing, but you're going through this <laughs> right now, right? You know, we touched on that a little bit earlier. Yeah. And for all those startups out there who are in that early stage, we hear all this noise about people who've raised mega funds and mega mm. rounds and this, that, and the other. But mm. actually... What gets ignored is how hard just that first friends and family yeah. round really is. And there's something we want to start focusing on mm. on our on our podcast. But mm. you're going through it now, right now. So tell tell me, talk to the audience, man. T- tell us what's it been like raising your first round. And you're still in the middle of doing it. You haven't yeah. closed it yet. You're yeah. doing well. But what have you had to learn to get yourself to this stage so far? It's interesting because I am I'm sort of a I'm a tech founder, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but by trade, I'm a technologist, right. yeah. So, I w- when I'm speaking to people, um, my sort of default or go-to mode is to talk to them about what I've built. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it's yeah. to like what features I've built, what sexy, cool things are right. out there that you know the app can do and the platform can do and so forth. But not that's not necessarily what the investors want to hear. Yeah, right. they don't want to hear that. They want to hear. That what's first of all, what's your vision? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and, and you push back a bit against that. Yeah, I did. Me, you know, why do I have to talk about this vision thing? I just want to talk about these, these great features I'm building, yeah, yeah, this great yeah, business yeah, yeah, I'm building. Yeah. <laughs> because I think at such an early stage, they haven't really got much metrics to assess whether you know, the investment is going to be good or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of apps out there, platforms out there. I mean, I'm technologist. There's, there's lots of people offering cool things. Yeah. yeah. But what differentiates you and your proposition and what service yeah, you have absolutely. from everybody else? And that really is your vision and yeah. your mission. And they, um, not just, so there's two things. They need to have an affinity with you as, right. um, as a founder. Yeah. So how do they get that affinity? By finding out what you're all about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what drives you? What is the passion? Because they know, they know themselves, investors, they know that the road is going to be quite difficult. Yeah. And they are, I think they want to see that you've got the passion and the drive to actually take it to the next level. Yeah. Right. And they, and part of your vision is effectively telling that story. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's, um, that's one of the things. And and the other thing as well is not everybody will be sold on you and that's okay yeah and then that's and that's i didn't realize that but, but actually that's hard to do yeah yeah it's hard to do it, it does it feels, why, but it's why not, don't you like me yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and sometimes it's just not even about you it could be yeah. about the type of thing that you're building or yeah, service that you're offering it doesn't yeah. mean because most investors and this is something that you need to realize as well most investors they have even angels they have a thesis absolutely so they have a, they have a topic that they're really hot on mm -hmm. or a subject area that they really are only really want to focus on and they believe in yeah so they will more uh, focus on people that are in that space that's yeah. one thing yeah and then and then secondary then it comes okay this is a great founder yeah, yeah that i want to invest in or something like that so you could just be outside of the area that they're looking to invest in yeah yeah and so so that's not an issue that's not a thing yeah that's so true. yeah that, that, that's not a thing so it's those it's those two things so where you where you meet a good connection with an angel investor is where it'd be great if you could you could hit them your right bang in the middle of the area right. that they want to invest but actually yeah. they're really you have an affinity with them. You actually they're get investing on. in you. Exactly, as an individual. Time. And it's interesting. One of uh, and one of the investor meetings that I had, which was quite interesting, is that after the, he, he was actually one of the investors that actually invested. And so that was a great meeting. Yeah. It was a great outcome for the meeting. But one of the questions, he at, right at the end, he asked me, well, how can I help you? Right. Yeah. And that was, I was really sort of taken out. Oh, oh, so you, you're giving me your money and you want to give more <laughs> and you want to actually help me. That's, and that's actually what you want as a founder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I was able to turn around and say to him, actually, well, there's this particular area that it would be great if I could get some right. connections in and that could, you know, this is really what I, this is really what we need to also, not just from yeah. a capital perspective, but from a network perspective, take the business to the next level and fill this gap that we need yeah. as well. So that was great. And so I think as a, um, as a founder, you need to be prepared to answer those type of questions as well. Because I think, especially at the angel level, I think the angel investors really want to join your journey. Yes. Yeah. And they want to be part of the journey, not just giving money, but actually using their network or whatever capacity they have to yeah. add value to what your proposition. Well, a lot of angels, when they invest at this, partly it's about, you know what how much money do they actually have yeah they don't have enough to get in on, on the, the big, larger the yeah. bigger rounds later yeah. stage companies just so just from a technical perspective they can't they're mm -hmm. logistical they can't right mm. they can only come in on the earlier companies 
But being early on early companies means you can have an influence. Mm. And a lot of angel investors really want to support the founders in those ways. They want to be part of that story, part of that journey, Mm. and to help grow the founder Mm. um, appropriately. And for some angels as well, it's a way to get to know the startup space better. Mm. Because it might be that they want to become a startup founder and actually becoming an angel investor Mm. is a way for them to do that. Mm. So you often get that great synergy between angel investors and founders. It can go wrong. Yeah. It can. But that's really what you want. You want a bit of cash and you also want some support because those people are going to be the ones that help you get your next round of funding or Mm. help you get your first clients or Mm. help you find your first tranche of employees Mm. or help you find your next c-suite member of your team Mm. or your next advisor Mm. that's where you're going to find all of that from Mm. so it's really really important that you do build that affinity with your angels it's not just give me money Mm. it's like no no what i want to work with you yeah right that's really what you're saying to angel investors i want to work with you yeah exactly and that's interesting It's, it's interesting that you say that is because you think um one of the things that I've had to learn, and I'm still learning, and I know you point it out to me sometimes, <laughs> is the, uh, you know what I'm going to say, is the fact that you actually need to listen to the angel, actually, when you're speaking to them, yeah? And it's I, like... I'm glad you <laughs> finally, finally got that message. Oh, my because, God. Because one thing, as a founder, you think, right, you've only, I've got like 45 minutes or an hour with yeah, this I've angel. Got, I've got to get the info. I've got, got, to get, get I've got to get it out. I've got to tell them. I've got to show them the whole vision. I've got to show them what we've got, got to talk to them about what, what we're trying to do and how we want to do it and how we want to be yeah. impactful and change the world and all of this stuff. But actually, you got to stop. Yeah. And you've got to be very aware of when they want to come in mm-hmm. and when they want to, and because actually they will also, they probably have read your pitch, yeah? yeah. And they have sort of- they got questions. they got questions, not just questions, but they got their own vision as well. And they've got their own view mm-hmm. that and they would like to also see, well, does, does their vision for where they see your service or product yeah. marry with your vision? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and actually could, you know, or are there bits where actually you haven't thought of that they could bring out and stuff absolutely. like that? And so, but if you don't listen to them, you won't ever get that out right. of them. And what will happen is they'll come away from that meeting going, well, it was a great founder, but he didn't really listen to me. I don't think we can really work together. And, you know, you'll get this phrase, I just don't think they're coachable, which really means they just didn't listen to me. Mm. Um, and that's a, that's a bad place because it mm. could be that you guys are absolutely on the, the same page, yeah. but you didn't have the chance to actually communicate yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's great that you've really internalized that because that's a hard thing to, to take on board, mm. especially when you're passionate about yeah. your projects. And you yeah. really, you just want to get all the information over yeah. because you, you just know there's so much you need to, to convey yeah, yeah, yeah and sometimes less is more right <laughs> it really is and you know me i'm about less is more let that person talk and it's not about just telling them everything yeah. they want to hear mm. but it's about having a real conversation mm. with them mm. so that they can get really comfortable mm. with your vision and you know what this is really important when you're in a busy space right because the thing they'll be coming into it's going oh, there's a lot of other companies there what is it about you mm. that stands apart mm. and they will have an idea in their head mm. already that mm. they need to get an answer to and if mm. you don't give them the chance to speak 
you might be focusing on X, Y, Z, whereas they're going, actually, no, this this thing here is the real problem. Yeah, yeah. I need an answer to this. And especially, like, that's really interesting because especially if they have a thesis or if they're really focused on that area, they will know that. Yeah. They so, will 100% know the blockers. Yeah. Yeah. And so they want to know, have, have you? do you know those blockers? Are you aware of those blockers and can you deal with them? I know, as you want to touch on, on the some hard... Stuff. Yeah, there's some hard facts that we need to talk about, like how much money should we raise and at what stage? So, as I know, this is really over to you now. No, so. no, I mean, we, I love using these <laughs> sessions. You're, you're our case study, right? We, love, we, we, we focus on that. But, you know, just some key facts, first of all, which have been put together by Karine, mm. our podcast um, producer. She does mm-hmm. all the work for us on these. Um, so, you know, individual venture capital firms receive more than a thousand proposals a year for funding, right? So it's just something to think about when mm. you're starting this journey. Who do you really speak to? Are VCs the right person, right organizations for you to be talking to mm. when you're doing your first fundraise, friends and family and the rest? Companies tend to raise nearly three rounds before they get to their Series A funding. Mm. And this is key. You know, it's amazing the number of startups I have reach out to me mm. and say, we're doing our seed round. If you don't come into this round, there won't be another opportunity to. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, there will, mm. because <laughs> you're going to have to raise more money, yeah. right? So just bear that in mind. You're going to be doing multiple rounds of fundraising. Mm. As, a CEO co- as a CEO founder, fundraising will be your job, mm. right? One in four businesses surveyed by the NSBA, were not able to receive the funding they required, which led to limiting the growth of their business, Mm. right? What that means is, is a lot of startups, you know, 75% don't raise enough money, Mm. right? Or they're not able to raise enough money, which then limits their ability to grow. Mm. So you've got to take this fundraising piece really, really importantly. You've got to plan a fundraising strategy. You've got to know which milestones you want to hit, which types of investors you want to talk to, why you're fundraising, and what your next fundraising um, um, is going to be, and what are the milestones you need to hit to get there. So, you know, we've talked about yeah. the fundraising plan for mm. and the mm. rest. So I think around all of that, there are some really key questions that most most startups have which you touched on you know mm. how much you need to raise do you have a pitch deck what's the value of your company what percentage do i need to give to investors do i need a solicitor to deal with the legal side? <laughs> so let's touch on some of that mm. you know um how much do you need to raise that's a tough question that's it like is. how much how long is a piece of string yeah right? and you know i know you're not raising a huge amount no. you're raising a small seis round mm. but and you're always being told you should be raising a million pounds. Yeah, you should be raising a definitely. Pounds. Yeah, and you know what? Given the stage you're at, you, you probably should be raising yeah. a million pounds. Mm. But the reality is, you have to look at what's the environment around mm. you. Mm. Um, what sector are you are you in? Mm. How much excitement is there around that sector? Have you raised before? Mm. Um, so can you go out there and show previous experience that will enable to enable you to raise more? How much traction do you have? Mm. Who's in your network? Mm. What have you got built out so far? Mm. And ultimately, what do we want to do with this money? Mm. Right. Mm. So we know for you that this fundraise is literally just to give you some support, get some people around the table so that you can get to your next fundraise. Mm. So you can get some traction and then you can go and do a big round. Right. Mm. So for you, 
we're raising a relatively small amount. Yeah, which we are. Is something we can do. Ticket very, sizes very are very small, very reasonable. You can, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So that makes sense. Mm. But for other startups, it might mm. be they need to raise a lot more. Mm. And I'm always having to have this conversation with founders when I speak to them, which mm. is, are you raising too much or are you raising too little, mm. right? Mm. And why? Mm. So there is no hard and fast answer to this question it really comes down to what is your situation mm. what are the the facts around you what's the fact pattern mm. right and what are you trying to do with this money what milestones do you want to hit how many people do you need to bring on and mm. why mm. um how much runway are you looking to have so when we talk about runway how much time are you mm. buying with this money mm. and you know one of the things we have to be cognizant of at the moment is the environment. The market conditions, yeah. Market conditions are pretty tough. And as I think this is something that we're going to talk, we're going to talk on more in in, in our in, in our conversations because I think the market conditions being so sort of volatile at yeah. the moment, it it really influences what funding is Absolutely. out there for for startups. Absolutely, and there's yeah. there's been a big change, right? There's still a lot of money out there. Don't get me wrong; I'm not mm-hmm. saying there's no There's a lot of money out there. Mm. However, the environment has changed now. You know, mm. we are no longer, we've been in like an 18 year bull run for startups mm. and that mm. has come to a hard stop, right? Mm-hmm. So terms are changing, amounts are changing, mm. um, what investors want to see in startups is changing. Mm. Um, but, you know, this is all cyclical as well. Mm. It will change again, but we've got to recognize where we are right now. Mm-hmm. So if you're fundraising at this moment in time, my advice is generally, raise as much as you can yeah um and try to get 18 months runway now i know we're doing something slightly different mm. but you know there's a there's a reason why we're doing things exactly we're doing mm-hmm. um so you know one of the other questions was do you have a pitch deck do you need one well of course you do <laughs> <laughs> right? it, it amazes me how many startups approach me with no pitch deck and say look we're raising money how many iterations have you gone through on your pitch deck <laughs> 20 is it 25 exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a living document it is right? yeah and it's yeah. grown and it's yeah, grown yeah, and it's grown yeah, yeah. it's got better yeah and even now you're looking at it going here's another pitch deck that looks amazing yeah. you need to think again about yeah about exactly yeah, yeah yeah about making sure we highlight the mission the mission the vision and those sort of things yeah, yeah. absolutely so you know yeah do you need a pitch deck yes yeah please 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 put, put exactly and i mean this is so, so there are some prerequisites and those are the sort of things that we cover as in the data room. Yeah. yeah. So um, I know I want you to talk about, you know, what a data room is right. and the purpose for a data room, essentially, because yeah. I know a lot of people don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. So really, you know, a data room is just a space whereby investors can see important information about your company. Mm. And that information will cover things like maybe your pitch deck, mm-hmm. um, a financial model, if you have one, um, any market research that you've done, uh, any company incorporation documents that you might have, CVs of your team, um, contracts that you might have with com- with other companies. So pretty much core information about what your company is, why it exists, how it's performing, what's going on in the market, and who's involved. Right? Mm-hmm. And all of this is to allow investors to just get underneath the skin and gather the information they need. Not all investors need that. Mm. Most angels won't bother. Mm. But for more sophisticated investors, they mm. absolutely will. 
And to be honest, even if you're not targeting sophisticated investors, it's good practice to, to start building these yeah. because what you don't want is to get an investor come and go, yep, great, look, we can deploy mm. X amount of money. Do you have a data room that I can look at? And you go, uh, we'll get back to you in two weeks' time. Yeah, that opportunity could be that, gone. That opportunity could be gone. So yeah. get into the habit. Mm. So the big question is, well, how do I set up a data room? Or a data room could be as simple as a folder on Google Drive, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a folder on Dropbox with your files in, mm. or it could be more comprehensive and you can use DocSend and create a DocSend data room. Mm. But really all it is is an online folder with, with um, you know, private credentials to, to protect the information, whereby you can give controlled access to external investors so that they can look at this information, mm. right? So in many ways of doing it, but that's really all it is. So I guess, you know, around this, other things we talk about are, um, and, yeah, and we'll talk about this stuff in, in more yeah. detail in other episodes. But, you know, when you're looking at how much do you raise, it, again, it comes down to big questions people have is what's the value of my company mm. and what percentage will be available to investors? And I think this is stuff we can touch on yeah. in more detail in, in other sessions. sessions. Yeah. Um, but very, very quick summary. Um, if it's a technology startup, or any other startup, pretty much at this stage, your valuation will be based on how much money you're raising, mm. right? Um, and what that means is if you're raising X, you expect to dilute your company by Y, mm. which means the value of your company is Z, mm. right? Mm. So let's say you're raising 200,000 pounds or, well, 200,000 pounds at 10% um, dilution, you know, that's million a million pound post money valuation. Yeah. And we can talk about pre money versus post money mm. and all sorts, but it's really that straightforward. Mm. Right. So, how much am I raising? 100,000. What's the dilution I'm expecting? 10%. Valuation by company is a million pounds. Mm. Okay. That's it. Right. Mm. As you grow and as you have traction and revenue, then we start to see revenue multiples mm. becoming a key indicator of what your valuation is. Mm. But ultimately, valuation comes down to what are people willing to pay for it? Yeah. Right. Mm. And what are people willing to pay for it comes down to how interested and how excited are investors about the startup. So mm. the more investors you can get around the table mm. looking to invest, the better a price you'll get. So that's really interesting, is because we've seen that the FOMO effect. FOMO effect is yeah, real. Yeah, it's it really real. is real. It's investors. really important that you create that and create that excitement, that drive, that, okay, I'm going to miss out on something mm. really interesting here. Mm. Because in an ideal world, that's they are. Mm. If you as a founder don't believe that your investors are missing out on this opportunity then, then why are you doing then it why are you doing it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. so yeah. if you can't create a FOMO effect no one else is going to for sure and people won't no mm. people dream of an investor you know coming across your business mm. and going oh my god this is amazing it should be valued at that no. I'll give you a million pounds it doesn't, doesn't work, work like that, that way. definitely doesn't. fundraising is a it's a strategy it's a full-time job mm. and you need to create that interest mm. and that excitement mm. in your business. Mm. So again, all of these things we can tear apart and go down, go into. And I think we will detail. over the I next. Think we have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. So I think that's it. Yeah. I this think session. This has been a packed session is there's yeah. lots of information in this one. And I think it's great. And like you said, there's, 
I'm going through this journey at the moment and 100%. it's interesting and exciting and there's ups and there's downs and there's lows but I mean it's 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 what we want to do yeah yeah, yeah so um next time is yeah yeah well okay I guess with that so we're carrying on we're still doing our perfectual pitch section yeah. and session so like our office hours you can come into the Code Untapped studio and we'll look at your pitch decks and we'll give you some free advice around them. First Friday of each month, next session is already fully booked. So if you're that's interested, I think the yeah. next one that's available is what? August. 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 So yeah. check it out. Um, there's some slots available for that. Yeah. Um, leave a review. Let us know what you think. And if you want us to touch on any specific aspects, please reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Code Untapped. So with that, that's it for me. Jay, anything from you? Just carry on cracking on. Yep. Keep on building. Right? Yeah. All right. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye.